up? This is Spike Lee from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York. Keep it locked right here on Fan Bros, where the bros are fans. Later. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, internets? This is Chico Leo with the Fan Bros special delivery on Felina, the last and final episode in the saga of Breaking Bad. Um, this story began for us six years ago. I think it's been been about six years. It started in January of 2008, so just under six years. And uh, it took uh, two years of Breaking Bad time, but everything that we saw tonight, everything sort of began with the initial episode. Um, it all began with Jesse and Walt's uh, decision to cook meth and every decision that they made after that. Um, and that's what this show has been about. It's been an amazing story. It's been, it's been an extraordinary, uh, piece of television, uh, in my opinion, the directing, the writing, the acting, the cinematography, when it all, it all comes together like this, it's something that's very special. And, um, I, I think that the one thing that the show has been about, or one of the, one of the main things that the show has been about, as I've said, is, is sort of karma or the results of your decisions or one's decisions. And with a show like this, you look at the show and you, and, and, and Walter holds up a mirror to you. Um, even, uh, so the title of this episode, Felina, refers to a character in the uh, Marty Robbins song, El Paso. Marty Robbins is an old school country western guy that uh, his tape is what's in the tape deck when Walt steals the car in New Hampshire. And one assumes that's what he's listening to as he drives cross country. Um, he's even humming the song El Paso that the, uh, that the Felina character is mentioned in. Uh, when he's building his gun rig, the rig that uh, that he mounts the M60 on. Um, a last bit of Walt's scientific genius and just general uh, badassery when he has his back up against the wall and people make the mistake of underestimating him. But the, uh, the, the, the song is actually very relevant and the lyrics are this. I, I mean, I had to go and look them up. But... Back in El Paso, my life would be worthless. Everything's gone in life, nothing is left. It's been so long since I've seen the young maiden. My love is stronger than my fear of death. I saddle up and away I did go, riding alone in the dark. I mean, those lyrics are essentially the, the, the last, you know, the last, the last stand of Walter White, the last episode of, of Walter White, the last chapter of Walter White. Um, you know, I, I haven't been one much for giving predictions. I wanted to see where Vince Gilligan was going to take us. Vince Gilligan uh, directed this episode, um, the showrunner. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, he might've directed the pilot. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but, uh. He's normally been the, uh, the, the uh, you know, guy pulling the strings on the show as the showrunner. But uh, I thought he did a really excellent job. Um, as Walter 
was sort of fading out they you know we saw him differently in this episode Walt definitely appears out of focus in a lot of shots we see him coming and going as opposed to already in the room or already on on the scene and um it was it was I, I, for people who were expecting a big bang up uh finale I think there might be some people out there who were uh disappointed I wasn't um, I, I kind of figured that Ozymandias, the episode, uh, two episodes ago, was going to be that. And that these last two were going to be more quiet and contemplative, which, which they were. Uh, I mean, there, there was some action, but, um, and, and, and a lot of resolution. Uh, the only prediction that I made was that, uh, you know, I wanted to see Jesse kill Todd, which, uh, which he did and which we saw. And uh, it didn't feel too contrived to me that, uh, you know, pretty much all the, you know, all the Nazis get shot by the M60. Uncle Jack manages to survive long enough for Walt to execute him. Um, and I think it's poignant that Walt executes Jack before he can even tell him where the money is, because at this point it's not about that. about is about decisions you know um if and a lot of these decisions come from vanity you know if hank had followed the rules if hank as as marie had been uh, urging hank if hank had gone to the dea and told them what he knew hank would not have ended up dead um if walt had not decided to cook meth he probably still would have died but um he would not have spread all that misery uh, he wouldn't have, you know, there wouldn't have been all the, the innocent lives taken. And if Jesse had gotten into the car with the Robert Forster character, uh, whose name I don't believe we ever know, if he had gotten into that car and gone to Alaska, uh, he never would have been made the slave to the Nazis. And uh, his girlfriend, Andrea, would still be alive. So we never know when we make the decisions that we make, the ramifications that, that they can have, which, which is obviously a terrifying notion, but a real one. Um, you know, I, what is it? The Bible says, you know, that, that you, you will reap what you sow. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the time, we don't know exactly what we're sowing. You know, Hank thought he was doing the right thing, not going to the DEA. Um, although I guess it was his vanity. His vanity was that he, he took it personally and he wanted to personally bring down, uh, Heisenberg and Jesse, you know, wanted revenge and, uh, you know, he ended up, uh, he did end up getting, I guess, in some respects, some form of revenge, but at what cost? So I, you know, uh, Walt gets into this, you know, who knows what he's really thinking when he gets into it, if he's really doing it for his family or if he's doing it, you know, to feel alive. Um, this, this, the scene with Skylar was really amazing. Uh, the way it was shot where Walt is in the room the whole time when, when Skylar's talking to Marie and slowly the camera reveals that Walt is standing there. I mean, I thought that was pretty badass. 
And I thought, you know, um, what he said to Skylar sort of backs up my theory about the show. And he admits, I don't think this was him telling her what what she wanted to hear. All the things that I did, you need to understand. I have to hear one more time that you did this for the family. I did it for me. I liked it. I was good at it. And I was really I was alive. Even Gretchen and Elliot, um, you know, w- the, probably the most terrifying moment in their lives is when Walter White shows up in their house. And that wouldn't have happened if they hadn't have gone on TV out of the, and, and out of the vanity of being, you know, scared that Walter White or Heisenberg, that their association with him all those years ago, that that's going to taint their business and affect their lifestyle and affect their millions of dollars. If, if, if they hadn't gone on Charlie Rose and, you know, basically trashed Walter White, he doesn't show up at their house. Um, so I, I, I'm just pointing out that, you know, again, decisions have consequences. And the scary thing is that we rarely know what the consequences of the decisions are. You can't necessarily predict. The world is a, is a place with a lot of moving parts. And when you disturb one little leaf here, it can disturb a pile of leaves over there. And uh, that's pretty much what happened with all of our characters. Um, you know, Jesse gets away. Is he going to have a happy life? I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, yeah, he seems to be yawping it up as he leaves. But seeing how miserable he had been and how depressed and how fucked up he had been just based on uh his own role in uh in so much of of what happened i i don't really see i don't know i i don't really see him having a great life incidentally uh i really wish they hadn't shown those uh those trailers for him driving fast and need to speed need for speed the uh, the commercial for the movie adaptation of need for speed uh, the video game aired during the uh, this episode of Breaking Bad, and I just wish that I hadn't been reminded of that. The last time I see Jesse on the show is that I'm reminded of what looked like a a really terrible movie, um, and it seems like Aaron Paul kind of could have done anything, and and it, it's a little bit of a surprise that 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 was the choice of what he's going to follow Breaking Up Breaking Bad with. But, uh, you know, good luck to him. Uh, that's probably not a movie that I will see. But, um, you know, I think everybody's rooting for Aaron Paul uh, at this point. Uh, that he's not going to be a, uh, a one-hit wonder. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the, I, I have no complaints. I thought, the, I thought the show was, you know, extraordinary uh, all the way through. Um, and I thought that the, these last two episodes, which I view as almost a single episode, uh, were also really extraordinary and ended things really well. 
Uh, some people might complain that everything got tied up in a bow. But given some of the other endings, you know, The Sopranos comes to mind. Um, I, I, I was glad that they didn't leave any ambiguity. And I'm also, I, I think that we knew Walt had to die. Um, some people might have been, uh, you know, might have been disappointed with that. But Walt has been dying since the first episode. And, and, I, and I, I actually, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it's from like the first shot of the first episode. Uh, that he's discovered that he has lung cancer and that it's terminal. Um, and so he, uh, he, this is the path that, that he has been on and everything, uh, everything has been leading up to this. Um, and, and, and yes, everyone, everyone has made choices and everyone has sowed the consequence or reaped the consequences of those choices. I, I, I'm repeating myself, but, but this show is about that. And ultimately at the end of the day, that's what, you know, the Bible is about. That's what I, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of the great works, you know, the great Shakespeare plays are about. And, uh, I definitely Breaking Bad is, there's not another, there's not going to be another show of this quality for some time um you know when breaking bad started i i can't remember exactly when the wire ended um but i think you know the wire ended around the time that breaking bad started and the wire was really sort of the last you know of the of the mind-blowing great tv shows and um i personally was a little disappointed with the final season of the wire i know i know other people were as well um, I, I gotta say, I really felt like Breaking Bad maintained its quality from the beginning into the end, to the end in a way that some of the other great shows didn't. Um, I felt that the last season of The Sopranos was really meandering and winding. Um, I kind of felt the opposite of The Wire. I felt that uh, they had a few less episodes, and so things felt rushed in the last season of The Wire. Um, I uh, I just think that that the Breaking Bad and the, the uh, Lost is another one that I, I I had some issues with the whole last season. Um, obviously, a slightly different kind of show, but it was another show that people were really involved with, including myself. And um, yeah, I I am not really one to get into all these comparisons or whatever, but I I, I do think that Breaking Bad is something that can basically be held up as an example of near-perfect television, near-perfect storytelling. And uh, the reason for that is that everybody was firing on full cylinders, you know? There are shows where the acting is as good as, the, as uh, Breaking Bad. There are shows where the cinematography is as good as Breaking Bad. There are shows that have had the directors that are on Breaking Bad. There are shows that are as well-written as Breaking Bad, but... Few shows have put all those things together to actually basically form Voltron and be bigger and better than the sum of the parts. And Breaking Bad did succeed in doing that. Um, and as, as some shows end, other shows begin, you know. Um, I'm sure that this is not the only, the only thing that you're going to hear or read about uh, Breaking Bad. Um, I, 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 it's been a privilege and an honor to, uh, to discuss with you guys each week. Uh, there have been some great, uh, predictions, whether they've come true or not. Uh, 
even the ones that that were totally off base many of those were interesting i uh i have to give a, a shout out to the real console who did predict that the ricin was for lydia's tea and I had thought, you know, again, I was not one to make predictions, but I, I basically felt that Walt was going to take his own life. And uh, I just mostly because I thought that he wanted to ma remain in control. I didn't see Walt being incarcerated as, as a legitimate uh, ending to the show. I didn't see Walt being killed by anyone else to be a legitimate option for the end of the show. And he wasn't killed by anyone else. He uh, he caught a, a ricochet from his own M60 that he had set up. And so while he did not intend to take his life, I think he intended for Jesse to take his life, um, he still was controlling how he went out. And uh, I just thought that the ricin was going to be for himself, that he was going to somehow deal with all the Nazis and then take the ricin. And uh, obviously I was wrong about that. Um, it was as badass, you know, the whole what he did with the ricin was as badass as everything that's come before. What he did with Gus Fring, you know, getting out of the situation with Mike by having Jesse kill uh, Gail. Who is this? It's Walt. How are you feeling? Kind of under the weather? Like you've got the flu? That would be the ricin I gave you. I slipped it into that stevia crap that you're always putting in your tea. Oh, my God. Well. Goodbye, Lydia. But, um, yeah. I mean, Walter White really only could end up dead. And he did. Um, you know, you can view the last shot uh, in numerous ways as the camera rises above the dying or dead Walt. Um, you know, I don't think that that was his soul going up to heaven. Um, but maybe, maybe, maybe there are some people who, who do. He did, save, uh, he did save Jesse one last time, as he has done throughout the show. I mean, he has been the cause of much of, if not all of Jesse's misery, but uh, he's also saved Jesse at, at great risk to himself numerous, numerous times. If it wasn't for Walt and the decisions that he made, Jesse would have died, you know, in the first season. Uh, a couple of things. I read somewhere that Vince Gilligan wanted 26 episodes for this last episode, for this last season. And in fact, he got 16 that they divided up into two eight episode seasons which um, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, it seems to me that it was a stupid decision on, on AMC's part, given that they have this monumental hit show on their hands, why they wouldn't want more episodes. But I do think uh, we might have gotten to see a little bit more of Walt in, and his sojourn in, in New Hampshire had we had those, uh, those 26 episodes. Um, we might have seen a little bit more of the Robert Forster character. Um, but maybe, maybe, maybe it ended up exactly as it should have been. Um, I don't know. I know a few seasons ago, Michael Weiner, the um, showrunner on the, on, on uh, Mad Men, 
renegotiated his contract and he got a lot more money. And my understanding was that the money they paid Michael Weiner came basically out of Breaking Bad's budget and out of the Walking Dead budget. And that's what led to that season of The Walking Dead where they were just trapped on that farm for the entire season where nothing seemed to really happen so much. And so it's possible that we would have had another 10 episodes of Breaking Bad uh, if not for a financial decision that AMC made, you know, two years ago. Um, I I don't know. Um, And I don't know if it really matters. Um, It didn't feel rushed, whereas the last season of The Wire did feel rushed, and that only had two or three less episodes than previous seasons. Um, New shows are starting, you know. Um, I I personally was very underwhelmed by the new Shield show. I won't be watching that. Um, I'm I'm sticking with um, Sleepy Hollow. Um, the Homeland has started up again. Um, Masters of Sex is a new show on Showtime. Um, there's a, a show with Stephen Merchant starting up. I mean, the point just is is that as one show ends. Other shows begin. And when Breaking Bad uh, started, while it was definitely intriguing, I, I remember watching the, the pilot episode uh, after an episode of Mad Men early in, in the run of Mad Men. And at that point, Breaking Bad was just another show from AMC that happened to star uh, the guy from, from Malcolm in the Middle. I had no idea. I, I was intrigued by it. I thought it looked interesting. I thought the premise was good. But I had no idea what it was going to become. So, you know, keep checking out these new shows because uh, you never know. Because at some point, one of these shows is going to be the next Breaking Bad. It's going to be the next Wire. It's going to be the next Buffy. It's going to be the next Twin Peaks. Um, you really never know with, with, with these shows until you're a few seasons in and then it suddenly hits you. You know, when I watched The Wire, I thought in the first season, I was like, this is like a slightly better Law and Order with cursing. Um, and instead of showing the, uh, you know, the, the cops and the lawyers, it showed the cops and the bad guys or the cops and the drug dealers. And the, uh, it wasn't until the second season when they really expanded the world that I kind of realized what, what an extraordinary show that, that the, the wire was turning into and did turn into. So unlike a movie where you can decide five or ten minutes in, oh, yo, this is really dope, these shows require you to stick with them for a while. Um, Now, there are some shows that you can make a decision straight off. Um, You know, this is not for me. Um, And that's the case personally for me with S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I I just found it to be way too safe, way uh, way too lacking in edge, way too polished. And when I say edgy... Clone Wars has Edge, and that's a show that's appropriate for seven-year-olds. Powerpuff Girls has Edge, and that's a show that's for seven-year-olds. I, I just felt that S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, if it didn't have the Marvel connection, nobody would watch that show. And that ultimately, at the end of the day, all it really had was the shout-outs. Um, uh, you know, I, I think it's an extraordinary marketing tool, and I think that it'll work really well in conjunction with the Marvel movies... But it didn't have the epicness of the Marvel movies, and it didn't even have the uh, Mission Impossible vibe of any of the S.H.I.E.L.D. comics. I can say without reservation, I would rather read, a, read any S.H.I.E.L.D. comic than watch that show. 
Um, I am somewhat psyched for the Gotham show. Um, I was a huge fan of the uh, GCPD Gotham uh, City Police Department comic, which this this show is not. But I, I've always felt that Gotham is very, uh, very ripe for adaptation. And the uh, Batman himself is often a supporting character in some of some of some of his adventures. Um, I feel like Batman is not even the main character in the second two Nolan movies. Um, so I think there's a lot to potentially be done, uh, with that Gotham show. We'll see. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm still mulling over, uh, what I saw tonight on, on, on Breaking Bad. I'm probably going to have a lot more thoughts in future weeks, which I will communicate to you through either special deliveries or, uh, regular episodes of Fan Bros. Um... These opinions are all mine. They are not uh, the the official opinions of uh, of Fambros. Each of us have have our own opinions. I'm sure you know YC is out there telling you why Breaking Bad is overrated and why you know everything that I said is not true. But it is true. Everything I said is true. No, I'm just I'm just playing. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, look, we, we've all got our own opinions about these things, and uh, thanks a lot for uh, sticking with us and for mulling through them with us. And uh, with that, for the final time, I will uh, suggest that everyone have an A1 day.